Baby, I'm a gangster too, and it takes me to tango. You don't wanna mess with me, mess with me. Baby, I'm a gangster too. <laughs> Trigger warning. This podcast may include explicit content that will take you out of your comfort zone and make you question reality. Listener's discretion is advised. Don't fuck with me, fellas! This ain't my first time at the rodeo. for another breakdown but what's going to be interesting about this month this month right here is we will be having a month of breakdowns centered around one little someone and who is that someone well if you have read the title of this episode i'm sure you can guess but let's start with this welcome to our exciting new mini series Much like the Occult Laurel Canyon and Nephilim series, we are going to dive headfirst into the cosmic fire. I have put together some research on the man, the myth, the legend, Mr. Jim Carrey. I will be walking you through Jim's personal life, the movies, the conspiracies, and of course, all the iconic comedy moments. But here's the catch. To enjoy the full versions of all these episodes, please make your reservation to Room 237 on Patreon. The link is in the show notes for you to click and go check into Room 237. Why am I making all four parts Patreon exclusive? I'll tell you why. I have received an abundance of love, affection, and support from the patrons who have checked into Room 237, and this is my way of saying thank you. I do have some new five-star reviews, though, that I'd like to read you. I'm going to knock this down to uh, about once a month, and sure, there's some shitheads who like to talk shit, but... We're just going to skip over those ones because who's got time for that? Now, I got a review from Todd's Lady Love. Says that they found me on Cult of Conspiracy, mowed down every available episode, and I have gotten my husband listening to her. That's freaking awesome. Smoking. Thank you. Then we have Red Elf, Red Elfa. Redelpha. This podcast blows all other conspiracy podcasts out of the water. Julia really does her research. Such a thorough job. I thought I knew almost everything about Laurel Canyon, but she showed me how interconnected everything is. 
Thank you so, 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 so much. I really appreciate that. Got another one from Eldudorina. Eldudorina? Yeah. Five stars. Look forward to your show every week. Thank you. Honey Beezer. Five stars. Just found Cosmic Peach. Heard your episode on Tinfoil Hat. Went right for your Laurel Canyon Weirdos episodes. And my mind has been blown all day. Thank you so much. We got Tam Tam Smitty. Just one complaint. It's pronounced supposedly, not supposedly. (laughs) Okay. All right. I'll keep that in mind. Thank you. I am, you know, I don't know how far you've gotten into the episodes, but I grew up in Kentucky, but I'm actually from Ohio. So I always say I have this hybrid accent where I don't know if I'm a hick or if I'm a snob. Um, it changes from day to day. Um, and in Kentucky, it's pronounced supposedly. (laughs) So, uh, we got another one from Laura Gale. So much good energy, fun to listen to. And I like the way she talks. Well, thank you. See, it's always a mixed bag. You never know. Either you love it or you hate it. But I honestly don't know how else to speak because this is just me. (laughs) Then we have another one, J8647485. Hope that's not your social. Entitled, New Cover Art is Spicy. And I got three peppers. Thank you so much. We got another one from C.R. Keller 75. He says, I need a little work. That's fine. Um, I'm always working on the podcast. We're always growing, evolving, changing, learning. So uh, sorry to disappoint, but uh, I am only a year and some months into this. So uh, we're not perfect, but we're getting there, right? Then I have another one from DJ Pistol Pete. I thought DJ Pistol Pete left me a review before. Maybe he went back and changed it. But he just says, Julia, you're hot. And thank you so much for that. I really do appreciate it. I'm standing at a solid 4.8 rating right now on uh, Apple reviews here. Uh, I did change the cover art because I just wanted to spice things up. And I felt like this was spooky and also enticing, I guess. Kind of gives you an idea of who you're dealing with here. So I got a solid 4.8 um, out of 5 on Apple. And then we go over to Spotify. And uh, let's check it right now. Let's see what we got. What are we working with here? Jesus, the pop-ups are wild on Spotify. Okay, we're standing at, uh, as of today, we're standing at 4.7. And I have 206 reviews over there, 4.7, from the Android users, I'm assuming. (laughs) Uh, Listen, if you have an Android, there's nothing wrong with it. My husband has an Android. Obviously, I'm not too biased, but 4.7. And just recently, I've had a lot of haters come my way, which is why now more than ever, I appreciate the support over on Patreon. And I... I have an extremely busy life outside of podcasting, so I do see the messages that come through there. I do see the comments that come through there, and I highly appreciate everyone who's ever reached out and said, I love your podcast. Thank you so much. Keep doing what you're doing, because those are the messages, of course, I I always say this, that keep me going, and there was a few moments where I really wanted to stop 
last month. I really wanted to delete this podcast and just say it was a fun ride and uh, I'm over it, but I didn't. And a large part of that was the support over on Patreon. So as a thank you this month, these are going to be half episodes. Sorry. I've uh, got to show some love back over to the patrons. And uh, so if you want to listen to the full version of the whole Jim Carrey miniseries, please make your reservation to room 237. I am a very generous caretaker and I hope you enjoy your stay. But with that being said, let's jump right into the episode. Yo, VIP, let's kick it. All right, stop. While I do up my laces, this kind of thing happens every show. Yo, I got to learn how to tie a bow. What's your real name? Robert Van Winkle. Why did you change it? Nothing rhymes with Winkle. Pump, pump, pump. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. I'm white, and I'm capitalizing on a trend that's currently rising. Mix it with Curly and Larry and Mo. Whoop, 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 whoop. Hey, yo. When's it gonna stop? Maybe never. I become richer with every endeavor. I'm living large, and my bank is stupid, because I just listen to real rap and stupid. Hey, what's going on, everyone? Today, we are gathered together to talk about a little someone you may be familiar with. It is the one, the only, Mr. Jim Carrey. Now, if you are followers of the Cult of Conspiracy podcast, you may remember me coming on and giving a brief taste test of this four-part series of Jim Carrey. There was no way in hell I was going to be able to cover all four of these Jim Carrey uh, episodes in one, but I gave just a very brief outline of uh, some of the information. We're going to hit it hard and fast over the next couple of weeks here in September on our Jim Carrey series. So I have to tell you, uh, my passion has been on a hiatus. Uh, so I'm not quitting the podcast, but I will tell you, it's been weird. As soon as COVID was a thing of the past, People stopped giving a shit about conspiracy podcasts because it's like they squeeze you and then they release. They squeeze you and then they release. COVID was a squeeze. We were all searching for answers. We were all looking for conspiracy theory podcasts. I know because I was too. And now that they've released and there's not as much pressure on us, we're not as constricted, people don't give a shit about listening to this stuff anymore, and that's a problem. You need to keep that passion whether you're in a squeeze or not. So I'm going to continue doing what I'm doing. I'm sure they're going to plan something else in the future. And guess what? You heard it here first on the Cosmic Peach podcast. And I will gladly be covering whatever the fuck it is when it arises. But today we're just going to have a little bit of fun. For the month of September, we're covering Jim Carrey, his life, the movie, symbolism within the films. And if that doesn't sound like something you're interested in, I don't really give a shit. This is what I want to talk about. So that's what we're going to be talking about. And you know me, I could have a good time at an insurance seminar. Whatever I decide to talk about, whatever topic it is we're covering, I brings the fire. So this month we're diving into the one and only Jim Carrey. 
All four parts are going to be half episodes with the remainder of the episodes solely available on the Patreon. This is my way of saying thank you to all of those who have went over and made their reservation to Room 237. This podcast literally wouldn't be here without you guys supporting. And so you can enjoy the full episode of all four parts of the Jim Carrey Breakdowns over on the Patreon. And before we jump right into it, I do have to say I just got a new puppy and he is the loudest motherfucker I've ever met in my life. He grunts and grumbles and groans and barks and sounds like Chewbacca. So if you hear something in the background, guess what? It's Chowder. He's just saying hello. Now, where do we begin? Well, dude, this research is just, it's so hard to do because when you uncover the darkness within someone you've idolized your whole life it's really hard because i grew up watching jim carrey movies and i wanted to be jim carrey a physical comedian throwing himself around making faces doing impressions that's my kind of comedy i absolutely love it and jim carrey is one of the comedy kings but he did not have an easy road So, James Eugene Carey was born January 17th, 1962. Of course, he is a Canadian and American actor, comedian, and artist. Known for his energetic slapstick performances, Carey first gained recognition in 1990 after landing a role in the American sketch comedy television series In Living Color. Fucking love that show, by the way. He broke out as a star in motion pictures, though, with Ace Ventura, Pet Detective, The Mask, and Dumb and Dumber, all in 1994. This was followed up with Ace Ventura, When Nature Calls, Batman Forever, both in 1995, and Liar Liar in 1997. In the 2000s, he gained further notice for his portrayal of The Grinch in How the Grinch Stole Christmas. And for the comedy, Me, Myself, and Irene, both in 2000, as well as Bruce Almighty in 2003, Lemony Snicket's A Series of Unfortunate Events, 2004, Fun with Dick and Jane, 2005, Yes Man, Horton Hears a Who, both in 2008, and A Christmas Carol in 2009. In the 2010s, Carrie appeared in the films Mr. Popper's Penguins, The Incredible Burt Wonderstone, Kick-Ass 2, and Dumb and Dumber 2. He also was in the sitcom 30 Rock, and he portrayed Dr. Robotnik in Sonic the Hedgehog. And um, he also was on Saturday Night Live in 2022 as Joe Biden. Great. Anya there, Jim. What the fuck? That was like funny but depressing um and then he he's went on to do some art stuff and he as everyone knows kind of flew over the cuckoo's nest but let's talk a little bit about his past Although largely typecast as a comedic actor Carrie has had success in dramatic roles His first dramatic success was for starring in the Emmy-nominated made-for-television film Doing Time on Maple Drive in 1992. 
Carrie gained attention for his leading roles in The Truman Show, of course, 1998, and Man on the Moon in 1999, earning Golden Globe Awards for each film. He later starred in the psychological science fiction romantic drama film Eternal Sunshine of the Spotless Mind in 2004. This performance is repeatedly touted as the seminal in Carey's career, and for which he was nominated for both the BAFTA Award and another Golden Globe Award. He was also praised for his dramatic role of Jeff Piccarillo in the Showtime tragic comedy series, Kidding, which I've never watched. That sounds like not a good time. Um, But he was nominated again for another Golden Globe for whatever that series is. It sounds shitty. But so, Carrie was born in the Toronto suburb of Newmarket, Ontario, Canada, to Kathleen, a homemaker, and Percy Carey, a musician and accountant. He was raised a Roman Catholic and has three older siblings, John, Patricia, and Rita. His mother was of French, Irish, and Scottish descent, and his father was a French-Canadian. The family's original surname was Carey which is C-A-R-R-E, and th- but the E with a little hat on it. You know what I'm saying, Carré. <laughs> but anyways, uh, Carrie spent his early years in the town of Scarborough, Ontario, part of metropolitan Toronto, where he attended Blessed Trinity Catholic Elementary School in New York. His family later moved to Burlington, Ontario, where they would spend eight years. Jim attended Aldershot High School while there. But sometime later, his family became homeless and literally lived together in a Volkswagen van while teenage Jim Carey and his brothers spent months living in a fucking tent in Charles Daly Park on the Lake Ontario short. So the family is definitely fucking struggling financially. However, their situation started improving once his father found employment in the accounting department at this place called Titan Wheels Factory in Scarborough. In return for living in the house across the street from the factory, The family, primarily teenage sons Jim Carey and John Carey, would work as janitors and security guards at the tire factory, doing eight-hour shifts from 6 p.m. into the next morning. Moving back to Scarborough, teenage Jim started attending Agincourt College Institute. I don't, that doesn't even sound like a real place, but anyways, before dropping out from school on his 16th birthday. So he was a high school dropout. And what did he do after he dropped out? Well, he began to perform comedy in downtown Toronto while continuing to work at the tire factory. Carrie's first stand-up comedy experience took place in 1977 at the age of 15, with his father trying to help him put together a stage act, driving him to downtown Toronto to debut at the recently opened Yuk Yuk's Comedy Club, 
operating one night a week out of the community center. Now, for the performance, Carrie wore a polyester leisure suit chosen by his mother, who said that, quote, that's how they dress on the Dean Martin celebrity roast, end quote. And young Carrie's conventional impersonations bombed, proving ill-suited for a club with a raunchy comedic sensibility and giving him doubts about his potential as a professional entertainer. Eventually, though, the family's financial situation improved and they moved into a new home in Jackson's Point. With more domestic stability, Carrie returned to the stage in 1979 with a more polished act that led to his first paid gig, a 20-minute spot at the Hayloft Club. The 17-year-old went from open mic nights at the club to regular paid shows, building his reputation in the process. Parallel to increasing local Toronto area popularity as an impressionist stand-up comic, Carrie tried to break into sketch comedy, auditioning to be a cast member for the 1980-1981 season of fucking Saturday Night Live. Literally auditioned, but get this shit. Carrie ended up not being selected by the show's new executive producer, Gene Domanian. I think that's how you... Domanian? I don't know. It sounds like demon to me. I It looks weird. But anyways, he actually was um, not selected, and instead they chose 31-year-old Charles Rocket instead. Some of you may know who this is. I have no fucking idea who Charles Rocket is. Great decision, Gene Delmanian. You have great taste in comedy. Ugh. Anyways, but that's okay. Because people who knew what they were doing quickly swooped in and picked him up. And he began acting instead on In Living Color, which is arguably incredibly more hilarious than Saturday Night Live. And this propelled Jim Carrey into the iconic role of fucking Ace Ventura pet detective. So when you think it's all over, boom, you become a megastar, right? What? How you living? What? How you living? In Living Color. All right, everybody, let's all just calm down. I'll take care of this. Nice to meet you, folks. Fire Marshal Bell here. Won't you come in? Don't mind if I don't. Wow, a real fireman. That's right, princess. Say, I sure have a beautiful family here. Why, thank you, Fire Marshal Bill. Now, how can we help you? Well, it's National Fire Safety Week. I've been going door to door looking for fire hazards. Mind if I give your place a little inspection? It's free. Please do. Son, does your father always smoke a pipe? Yes, sir. Pipes, cigarettes, number one cause of domestic fires. Let me show you something. Certainly. Now, say one night you're drifting off to sleep on the couch and the pipe falls out of your hand like that. 
Now you start dreaming that you're having a little barbecue. You pull out a can of lighter fluid. Boom! Get out! It's time for Buffed, Beautiful, and Bitchin', the at-home workout with Vera DeMilo. Hi, I'm Vera DeMilo, and thanks for tuning in. You know, before I learned how to exercise properly, I was a poor excuse for a woman. Just look at those unsightly lumps of lard protruding from my sternum. I was so weak and frail back then, I couldn't even tear a telephone book in half. But I made that change, and you can too. So let's get busy burning off those bothersome bazooms. <laughs> Girls, are you ready? All righty. Let's start with a stretch. And down. Remain standing and uh, hold up your right hand, please. Do you uh, solemnly swear to tell the truth, the whole truth, and nothing but the truth, so help you God? So help me, my God. <laughs> now let he who is without sin cast the first stone. Hallelujah for those who wear fig leaves uh, should not dance with hungry goats. <laughs> Amen. State your names for the records. My name is the Reverend Ed Cash. Dollar bills, no food stamps, please. And I'm the Reverend Dr. Carl Pathos, uh, this ministry's spiritual gynecologist. Now, would you uh, please tell us the name of your church? Uh, that would be the First Church of Discount Sin. Yes, Lord, as of now, we have six locations throughout the greater metropolitan area. The Lord is slashing prices and all sin must go. Just dial 1-800-SIN-A-LOT for the franchise nearest you. Uh, we even have a drive through window. Can I take your order, Reverend? Yes, I'd like some forgiveness, please. Would you like a hot apple pie with that? Duh. Yes, and I'll have a Moses McMuffin, too. Drive Complete self-defense for women. I'm Bob Jackson. I have a black belt in karate. I've studied martial arts for over 20 years. I'm also a former world champion. Now, this course may cost more than others. But I guarantee you'll never be afraid of violence again. <laughs> now let me ask, what are you ladies most concerned about? Yes, you! Okay, say you find out something about your husband, like he got another wife and some kids. Well, what I want to know is, how do you kill a man in his sleep? <laughs> 
Let me think about that one. Why don't we start, though, with defense against the knife attack? Who would like to attack me? Oh, me. I got one in my purse. Why don't you try? This is a real knife. Don't worry about it, grasshopper. I don't know. I, I really, I, I, I don't think I should. It's okay. Come on. I'm fine. I shifted my internal organs to avoid the knife. However, like a lot of beginning students, you attacked me wrong. You're supposed to come at me like this. Remember that and try it again. Okay. But let's take some time and talk about some of the movie titles, and I'm going to also rate them for you, 1 to 10 gems, okay? So I've found this list of movies that Jim Carrey was in, and believe you me, it is long, long. And most of them, he is just um, like a side, like he's a background person. So we're going to skip a lot of those. And one of the movies not even mentioned on the list was a movie called Rubber Face, which is horrendous, but he's definitely in that one. Um, But what we're going to do today in part one is we're going to be looking at a few titles and then we're going to pick it up in the part two and go into more of the titles and symbolism within. Uh, So let's start with Once Bitten. Okay, a lot of you might be familiar with this one. Once Bitten is a 1985 American teen horror comedy film starring Lauren Hutton, Jim Carrey, and Karen Coppins. Carrey has his first major lead role playing Mark Kendall, an innocent and naive high school student who is seduced in a Hollywood nightclub by a sultry blonde countess who, unknown to him, is a centuries-old vampire. The vampire countess needs to drink the blood of a virgin in order to keep her eternal beauty. And it seems that all is hopeless until she bumps into Jim Carrey. So let's dive into my thoughts, feelings, and the symbolism within this movie. So right off the top, Jim Carrey drives an ice cream truck. Lots of sexual innuendos in this movie, by the way, and it is set in L.A. And they actually go to a sex club on the fucking Sunset Strip. Oh, yeah. We're just getting to the good part. Head on over to the Cosmic Peach Patreon and make your reservation to enjoy the rest of this episode. The subscription is called Room 237. What's in Room 237? Thanks for asking, Danny. Let me show you something. Room 237 is an all-inclusive resort, if you will. There's no levels to this shit. If you subscribe, you get it all. 
bonus content, extended versions of episodes, horror movie breakdowns and commentary, early access to all episodes, sneak peeks, behind-the-scenes content, video episodes, and whatever else I'm in the mood for. There are plenty of amenities to enjoy while checked in to room 237. Take a trip up the Sidewinder and stay a while. Check out anytime. But don't forget to stop by from time to time and visit your favorite caretaker. Get lost in the maze or binge 15 episodes and have a nervous breakdown. Whatever floats your boat. Thank you in advance for supporting the show, and I can't wait to see you over there.